The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on your weekend. If I'm catching you doing errands, wherever you're at, thank you for opening some time up uh, to talk some Buffalo Bills. And the weeks are starting to break down closer and closer. Last week, we spoke about, uh, you know, what we're going to be expecting from certain players in regards to the first preseason game. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, who actually, you know, rises to the top. It was also really awesome to see these training staff honored at the SBs. And, um, yeah, you just, you're just not used to this, right, after so many years of um, knowing how much pride and, uh, you know, soul goes into this organization to see the Bills getting this much attention. I think it's not going to stop. Um, so this podcast, actually, today, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the Bills are just going to be on the rise every single year, more and more, as long as Josh Allen is quarterback. And so long as this rivalry between Mahomes and Allen continues, which now it's it's almost a trifecta, right, where you have Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes, and you got some other quarterbacks sneaking in, but uh, we'll see. You know, I, I think that right now, if you're comparing roster to roster, the most stout, again, is Buffalo. And... It, it's interesting because a lot of the years that you have seen this team, you know, get some attention, it was because of what was on paper. And now it's like, okay, it's on paper, but you're also seeing it in the regular season from this team. Unfortunately, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances that affected the Bills last year, we weren't really able to see uh, what this team could really, you know, culminate into and I think we're about to understand really what Brandon Bean and McDermott are all about this year I think when you really break down the schedule as a whole opening up the season just like we did last year against the except it was against uh the Rams on a on a you know on a Thursday night primetime television the Bills are doing it all over again against the Jets but if you really look at these first five games it's it's fascinating to imagine uh, what kind of fireworks you're going to end up seeing, right? And going back to this point, you know, you you look at 
you know, this team as a whole and what they're able to bring to the table. A lot of what they're going to be able to bring to the table is a lot of what you saw last year, but I think a more dynamic, you know, tight end attack. And we've talked about this before, right? Like we've, we've broken this down and I'm excited about it. I still am. I think it's something that a lot of these teams are not going to be prepared for. Uh, as much as, you know, we can sit here and talk about bringing D-Hop in and, uh, you know, recently I actually had a had a Twitter post that kind of sparked a lot of interest and it was in regards to, you know, Gabe Davis's four-game playoff, or excuse me, four-touchdown playoff game and, you know, had a had some chit-chat back and forth with, uh, you know, Spence and, and uh, also Sarah jumped in and we had Joe Miller jump in. And a lot of people had had a lot to say, you know. And, and, and again, it's, it is one of those things, the 50% catch rate. You can't really, you can't really <laughs> make that up. Um, I was just on the fence of, man, I mean, what if we don't get D-Hop? Maybe we just feed Gabe Davis more. Maybe that's what he needs. Um, it's tough because we're in a league where you're not really given these, you know, four-year chances like, it's, it stinks because you really want to see guys develop, and I don't really know if we ever really gave Gabe Davis, except for last year, the reins at that, I guess you can call it the wide receiver two position. They switched these wide receivers around a lot. You saw Stephon Diggs in the slot. So I, I, just, I just really think what they're trying to prioritize offensively is figuring out ways how to become and evolve dynamically. You have a unicorn, right, <laughs> at quarterback. He can run. He can jump. He can he can bully you. He can throw the football however which way you want. It's just what are the Bills missing? And it, it is this could end up becoming the greatest unknown in, the, in NFL history, this Buffalo Bills team, if they do not get it done and win a Super Bowl. And, and that's the scary part. That's why everyone's thinking, well, they just need this. They just need that. I think a lot of things have to, you know, come together, right, at the end of the season for you to go on a strong run. I think what it's all going to come down to is can we stay healthy and can the new guys on this team, you know, blend into this system and just be consistent, right? You go back to what Belichick used to say, just do your job. I really don't like to talk about Belichick too much because of all the painful years, but if we're going to be honest, you never really look back in New England Patriots history and, you know, have a plethora of crazy good receivers. It was just guys that consistently did what they were asked. And yeah, they had moments, right? Julian Edelman had his moments. Um, Randy Moss was probably the only um wide receiver that you could say really stood out in history in the last, you know, in the last Belichick Brady era. But for the most part, what they were able to do is just get what they needed out of each player for what they're good at. And I think that does come down to coaching. I think it does come down to how are, how are they putting them in positions to succeed? And I think that's a lot of what people are going to be, you know, analyzing in regards to this coaching staff. And it, it stinks because you had, probably your best chance in Brian Dayball's last year as offensive coordinator for this team. And it, it just became, I think, a culture shock to, yeah, you had you had Ken Dorsey. He wanted to go in balls blazing and, you know, whatever. But you saw a lot more of Josh Allen running. You saw a running game that was on paper consistent, but 
on tape wasn't right. It just it it was just the weirdest thing to watch. Um, you're you're not knowing what you're really gonna get or what you're gonna get out of certain players. And you know, from from my perspective right now, I am looking at this team and I'm saying, let's focus on what we can control, right? Can we win this division? You know, and that's personally what I think is going to keep going back to this point. Keep the Bills in that limelight. Keep the Bills in the ESPYS. Keep the Bills, you know, constantly in the headlines. And you know, that's that's what it's all going to come down to. Control your division and try to control everything else as it comes. You can't control these other divisions how they're going to how they're going to take form and whatever. I, I look at. <laughs> I was talking to someone, um, and I was like, "Did you? I mean, think about the AFC North right now." how absolutely much of a dogfight it's going to be this year. Kenny Pickett is on the rise, and Mike Tomlin is no joke. Their defense has studs. Their offense has guys that, you know, they just do what they need to do. They're, they're, I think they can be a fairly consistent team that can give you trouble. The Baltimore Ravens now, you don't know what Odell Beckham and Trey Flowers are going to bring to that offense in possibly maybe see a resurgence of MVP Lamar Jackson this year. Mark Andrews is in there, right? J.K. Dobbins, like they have a lot of weapons. The question is going to be their defense and, you know, can John Harbaugh, you know, really figure out a formula? And then you look at the Browns now. What in the hell is going to happen with the Cleveland Browns? They have studs up and down their team. It's just they had that mess last year. And it's almost like this year they have a chance to really lock things down, get their playmakers involved, and do amazing. It's just, then you talk about the Bengals. Like, how good, how great can Joe Burrow and this team be? Right? What is their ceiling? We saw them get to the Super Bowl. I feel like they kind of snuck in um, that year, if you're if we're going to be honest. I think the Bills gave a really... Um, a really good game plan, you know, on how to combat that team. They just, I just think slowing down the game the way Joe Burrow does, even after having to come back, it just, it forces a team to play more sound fundamentally and not rely on, you know, the quarterback trying to sneak in and out of the, out of the pocket to make plays and it's a 50-50 shot. Like, I think when you look at what the Bengals brought for the last couple of years, they have a consistent attack. That's why they're so freaking hard to beat and you have to respect it so that 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 division in total is going to really shake up this entire conference and I'm excited for that you know I think the Chiefs dominate their division no matter what that whole situation is in Denver or um, you know what's happening with the Chargers I just don't think they have it all figured out even with all that star power they have and the Raiders are a mess so they're fine. The Bills, on the other hand, have a big question mark here, right? What if D-Hop goes to New England? What if Aaron Rodgers fits like a glove? And then you have Tua. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he he gained a lot of muscle. You know, he gained a lot of, uh, maybe, maybe it's weight. We'll see. And you look at this team and in the Dolphins and I mean they are Braxton Berrios to me is the guy that I am most afraid of on that team what else are you going to do if they go five wide you play Tampa too I mean 
what what else? I, I don't know. What, you go Tampa two, you go cover four because that's pretty much all you can do, and you got to play really sound over the top because the ball is going to be flying. Now, the only thing about that team is they did lose Mike Gusecki to New England, whom I believe is going to be pretty damn good on that team. So now you, you're looking at everything shaking up. Buffalo lost Tremaine Edmonds, but they gained some reinforcements up front on the defensive line. So I wonder what else can the Bills do or what else should the Bills do? Should they just cave and be like, you know what, we don't have a guaranteed guy at the running back position. Do we pull the trigger on Dalvin Cook? A lot of people say James Cook is on the rise. He needs to be fed the ball more. The issue right now with this offense is they're going to always struggle with this situation of there's always going to be another guy in free agency that's going to gain a lot of interest. And more importantly, that free agent has interest in Buffalo. The DeAndre Hopkins and, and Bill's headlines are still there. So you wonder, let, let's, let's say, right, you talk about winning this division and then focusing on everything after. Who would you take if you had the cap space? Let's say money wasn't an issue. But you also had to let go of one player. Everyone, oh, I want DeAndre, I want DeAndre. Okay, at the expense of who has to leave. I'm thinking, or who basically gets ousted of the game plan for the most part. I'm thinking a lot of you want to jump on the game plan of, let's just basically completely limit Gabe Davis on his touches and bring in DeAndre. But what if you talk about the running back room? Damian Harris had injury issues. James Cook is still very young. Latavius Murray is just a power back. What if you bring in Dalvin Cook, you eliminate one of those guys, right? I think the Bills are way more dangerous having a guaranteed guy at that position, at the running back position. It's just, you know, we're always going back and forth on this, but I really had to think about, you know, if money wasn't the issue, what do you do? And the, the cap is such a, it's such a weird thing to talk about because it almost feels like it changes every single year exponentially in different ways because then you see guys get signed for multi-year deals and then money gets backtracked a couple of years and no one thought the Bills could sign Von Miller and then everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to get, you know, get the money on the back end of the contract and he's getting all this cash. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough to get a guy who can give you the guaranteed, you know, the guaranteed money out of his play. It's just, you really look at this team and it's like, okay, so now you have Jalen Ramsey. You Now you have Sauce Gardner. Do you need a bigger threat at the running back position or the wide receiver position? Do you attack those guys or do you simply trust a different facet of your offense to evolve? This is what I'm interested in seeing going into preseason. Training camp, I, I just don't know how much I'm actually going to trust about it because we saw guys have amazing training camps and then they basically just they just get sat, right? Just going to this going to the schedule out of preseason, 
the Bills are going to be tested early. I got from week one all the way up to week six, one, two, three games that are going to be nail biters. Obviously, week one against the Jets, week four against the Dolphins, and week five against the Jaguars. We're going to England for that game. So I don't care if anyone says the Bills are the home team. Everyone loves the Jaguars up there. And the Jaguars are no joke. Immediately after that, you have a primetime game at Buffalo against the Giants with Brian Dable. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. You know, a lot of odd primetime games. I don't know why the Bills have a primetime game against the Buccaneers. I think it's kind of it's kind of stupid. But you have three primetime games in a row out of week 8, week 9 and week 10. Bucks at Bills, Bills at Bengals, Broncos at Bills. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, those <laughs> the Broncos and the Buccaneers are primetime games for Buffalo. I, it's unannounced to me. I mean, I kind of like that it's a consistent schedule in regards to 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m., right around that time for three weeks straight. It's just, it's it's odd to me. The Bills have a very weird schedule this year, uh, very weird games, I guess, to prioritize. But again, a lot of exposure. The question is going to be, will this exposure bring the best out of their team or will it bring the worst? You know, um, I'm going into this season and I'm saying, I do not want Buffalo to worry about the Super Bowl. I want Buffalo to worry about their division, dominating their division, and letting the rest fall where it falls. I don't even know if I care about having the number one seed anymore because Josh Allen does so great at Arrowhead. I think what I care about the most is handling business in the division and developing our players to get ready going into the playoffs. Especially at the running back and middle linebacker position. Tyrell Dodson might be the guy who takes over at that Mike spot. But you saw a lot. If you if you look back last year at Matt Milano, you, you saw they, they were just the way they were attacking defensively, it just felt it just felt like Matt Milano was more the guy than Tremaine Edmonds was. As much as they played off each other, I really do believe whenever Matt Milano was gone, you saw Tremaine struggle more. Whenever Tremaine was gone, you saw Matt Milano do just fine. I'm not gonna say he was you know, fantastic, but I, I would say he was fine. So I think the Bills made a bit a business decision right there. But then you look at the running back position and it's just this is where, you know, is it linked to the offensive line or is it linked to that room? We're gonna find out. I mean, if you look historically, there are Hall of Fame running backs behind Hall of Fame offensive lines. Emmett Smith is one of them. You didn't see Emmett Smith have an amazing career after Dallas. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but Dallas had a mountain in front of him. A mountain range, if you will. So I'm I'm excited to see what this team can deliver this year. I think what it's all going to come down to for me is 
you're going to knowing you're going to be in the limelight, but just focusing what they can control and letting everything else fall in their lap, not trying to play out of their skin. You know, I think when you have a lot of alphas, you know, what'll happen on a football team is they'll have the mentality of a big play, you know, needs to happen every single play. Sometimes just doing your job, the big plays will come to you. You know, trusting the game plan, the big plays will come to you. It's just some, something, and we're gonna. I think this year we're going to figure out exactly what the issue was last year. I really do believe we're going to figure it out, and I think we're going to figure it out pretty quickly because the Bills are going to be tested early. Let's hypothetically say the Bills go 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> You know what the issue is. The issue definitely is the coaching, right? So for, for me going into this year, I am hoping they pick up where they left off before things went to crap. I'm hoping they're not going to pick up where they left off in the divisional from last year. That's all I'm hoping for because if, if they can do that, this team can dominate every single week. So with that being said, thank you so much for joining me on Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm Again, I'm your host, Steve Vega. For all the first responders and military out there, thank you for what you, what you do for our communities um, in our country. You guys stay safe out there. Go Bills.